What's up, podcast? Rich here. You know, in 2020, we did a lot of group Zoom calls. I call them the collective calls. They normally happen every Tuesday. They're for my inner community, people who join the academy, buy courses, etc. I put out a lot of unique presentations, and I want to start sharing a few snippets of it. Not entire presentations, but just some of the best highlights. So over the next few weeks, you might hear some throwback content to my 2020 keynotes. So here it is. Enjoy. The world's pretty focused on social media these days, isn't it? I mean, is there anything more obsessive? Have you ever seen anything like this as a human being? I mean, if you're a bit younger, maybe not, but I'm 35. I can't believe what's happened in the last 10 years. Just, just remember, like... Barely 12, 13 years ago, we had YouTube and like the world is just now infiltrated by YouTube in so many facets of our life. Instagram is just one of the most biggest addictions right now, I would say. So to deny this would be pretty foolish. I mean, we have to kind of recognize that this is the state of life. Is this going to be like this in five, 10 years? Maybe not. Maybe we'll see a big pendulum swinging back. And uh, it won't be. But the fact is people like this stuff. People like the stories. They're drawn to other humans. They want to, it allows them to have imagination. I mean, for those of us who are lucky enough to travel once in a while, I think we have to remember that like, I don't know, probably like 70% of people probably never leave their country. Something really, really high. That's a complete speculation. But I'd imagine there is so many people we don't think about. They just never leave. And so there's a lot of this people want to experience new lifestyles, experience new ideas. And that's why social media is so interesting because we can share. And and also uh, just super convenient. Like, I mean, I am consuming Instagram primarily when I'm on the toilet. I don't know about you guys, but I get my 10 minutes a day and that's it. Like, it's that weird that Instagram has like infiltrated this like minutia of time in between every moment it's like this automated thing i really had to control myself my wife was out of control she had to take long breaks you know this stuff is really weird and it's because how convenient it is you almost can't put it away like you have to tell yourself i gotta put my phone face down like it's just such a crazy thing like how much media and how many people you have you know in the palm of your hand you know, people really consume content for three main reasons. And I'm going to kind of diverge now into how content and social media is really about kind of building this brand reputation. First of all, they want to be entertained. People are bored. Like the fact that social media is free is like the greatest gift to so many people. Now riding the bus is a lot better. Now waiting for your friend is a lot better. Now eating alone isn't too bad. You can listen to a podcast. Like so much of you know, culture can shift because of the amount of entertainment you get. You don't feel so lonely, right? So that's going to be quite something that's powerful. And I think, you know, one thing we all really see is uh, the educational aspect. I think most of us probably watch a lot of educational oriented videos to up our skills. It's kind of a different mindset. It's like taking advantage of what's going on. And number three, I think it's to be agreed with. I think one of the most common things I see in social media, and I think others have said this before, is like, you know, there's these things called the echo chamber that you naturally start to pick these people that you follow that really represent very similar core values as you. And that's why you follow them because you resonate, right? And so you kind of like it when people say the things, you know, that um, you believe in, right? 
Um, so social media to me is like this combination of content, like some, some creative thing, the comments that make it social comments are a big part of social media. Like that is the content as, as well. So many people read comments now as an, as an extended, uh, experience and then context, meaning, well, why is this relevant to me today? Is the algorithm giving it to me? Did someone share it with me? Have I followed this? So we really need to grasp this kind of pillars, this understanding of what social media is if we're going to be sort of culture hackers. And I've said that many, many times over the years. Culture hacking is digital marketing. Why? Because you are infiltrating uh, people's mind with ideas and they become spreadable and they become adopted. Memes, for instance, are very heavy in shifting culture. One big meme could completely shift how people see a race, a gender, a country. It's happening, guys. Don't deny it. So culture hacking, meaning we can affect the mainstream consciousness with the content we create. I'm hacking your culture right now, right? And if you chat back to me, you might be hacking the culture as well because we can be heard. And so the hack comes from your ability to be heard by many and that's why it can affect culture at a high level because so many people can see things at once. Okay, let me share with you my strategy, how I live my life and what I'm thinking. I've shared you guys this in different ways. I know some of you who came to my, my season one will have heard me say things like this before, like what's the ultimate influential strategy in the digital era, right? So first we have to take a big framework that relies on your strengths. If you skip your strengths, you're foolish. Go take the Clifton Strengths test, pay the $50, come back, tell me what's your number one strength. You're gonna change once you know what your number one strength is. I know Kevin's done it, I know Tom's done it. The rest of you, go pay the $50, get your strengths quiz done, and you'll know what you're great at and what you're weak at, it's a great test. When you understand your strengths, you can apply and take advantage of opportunities more clearly. You gotta know you're what you like. You have to at least say it out loud. You know, I like this, I like that. Whatever it is, doesn't really matter, but you gotta say it out loud, okay? Someone link the strengths test in the chat, please. Clifton Strengths. By the way, my number one strength is maximizer, which means I am great at getting the most out of people, getting the most out of a situation, looking for optimization. And it's very powerful when you and your team know each other's strengths. You need to evaluate the opportunities. Someone was saying upside, you know, we've been talking about growth. Like you can't just go into what you love and are good at if there's nothing there. This is a challenge in the wellness industry. Yoga teachers, meditation teachers, holistic healers. They have challenges making money for two reasons. It's hard to charge a lot because there's a bunch of people who do stuff for free. It's hard to charge a lot because you feel bad because you're trying to help. So in the wellness industry, it's really tricky, but that's an example. Like I have this yoga teacher. She's like one of my idols, really care about her. I wish she'd get into digital marketing and give up her yoga teaching, but she'll never do that. She's a great brander. She has her own yoga studio, but she spends so much time thinking about how to teach a class, which is to only 10 to 30 people. I feel like she could do more. Then you can say, okay, 
I'm going to go for this niche. I'm going to be in marketing, digital marketing, full stack digital marketing. I'm going to be in, you know, trans relationship counseling. Like these people in every niche are having problems, okay? This is ultimately the Ikigai formula, right? It didn't ask um, what's gonna make a positive impact on the world necessarily, but when you need money, you 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 can take a neutral approach. You, you, you don't have to have the big positive impact at first because if you aren't filling your own cup, you really can't help other people. So I always, you know, maybe that's incorrect, but I let that one slide a little bit. So it's strengths, what you like, what people pay for, and what makes a good impact in the world. And I'm going to do a really powerful course on all this in the future because I think it's so important. I think if you get this part right, everything kind of falls into place, right? So my passion has been digital for quite some time. And um, I know I have the strengths because I've been working so hard in it and developing the muscles. There's certainly opportunities which I've observed after being in it for a while. When I first started, I didn't know what the opportunities are. And that's why I think like, if you're learning digital marketing from me, you're probably looking for the next little edge. Like I'm not probably going to be an expert in audio, AI, AR. I might, VR, I might, robotics, smart learning. I, I don't know if I'm going to get into those things, but if I was one of my digital marketing students right now, I'd be looking to get into those emerging states with digital marketing, right? Because I came into digital quite early once it popped as a thing, like I still have a lot of opportunity um, and, and sort of a higher level way because the, my, my fortune of being in this longer than others, I can speak to many more things. If you have no experience right now, you would have to compete against me essentially on the same level. I would recommend, you know, you pick your, the next thing, digital marketing for audio, digital marketing for AR, digital marketing for robotics, like all these emerging things. I would kind of be thinking like that. And I chose full stack. I claimed it. You can compete if you want, but when I saw the opportunity and I realized what it is, I claimed it as big as I can. And I'm going to continue to claim it. And I'm going to try and dominate that idea. At least that's my strategy. Let's look at this in a more sort of concrete path. Okay, there's a 10 step formula. You must set a mission to help a specific problem. Okay, it doesn't have to be super, super specific, but there's gotta be a problem aspect to it because that's what people use the internet for. And if we're talking about a digital business, it's going to be because someone's out there searching, they're willing to look at the materials you created without you being there. They're willing to take your advice and utilize it. And if they like it, they may want more. Set a mission. The mission must be clear. It sets the tone for everything. It sets the who, it sets the why, and it really begins to set the how. Because once you have your priorities straight, you're able to make decisions much more clearly. Clearly, without priorities, it's very hard to make decisions. You start helping people with articles, the most basic form of content creation. You must do this. I've been doing this for years. I've proven this over and over again. I still do it today. If you don't help with articles, you are failing your mission because it is the free way. Does that make sense? Someone challenged me on that. I don't think you can. You must start with this. So for those who want to be in digital marketing, you must start writing about digital marketing. For those who want to be in investing, you must start writing about investing. Once a month, minimum. Minimum. You should be writing until you can't write anymore. Because if you really want to help, what are you doing? Stopping. Analyze your, 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 your target muse and their problem. 
and write until you've answered everything, then move into videos, right? Because now you're gonna spend some money. You're gonna need a camera. By the way, I, I got a new light, $1,000, taking shit seriously, fucking $1,000 for a good light. I've been using $200 lights my whole career. And I was like, nope, that's it. But this one's cool. I have like a little remote here. I can like turn it off, you know, powerful stuff. Really quality light, it's beautiful. I'll take a picture of it for you guys one day. But I was using ring light before, didn't really like it. So once you're done with articles, cause it's free, you're onto videos, right? You're buying light, mic, camera, hard drive space, SD card, computer, Adobe Premiere, not for everyone, not unless you're serious, right? Yes, it's the Aperture 120. I'm a real YouTuber now, guys. Next, you inspire all the people that you started helping with your own story. And that's where not everyone has that, but man, if you aren't a part of the problem you solve, there's gonna be a disconnection. That's why the Ikigai is critical, because if you've been in the game, you can solve the problems, at least you're a niche authority. Niche authority, right? So the story is gonna be a big part, okay? Then you start putting your name on lots of stuff, okay? Because now you've been helping. You've been doing real well. Start putting your name on your website. Start putting your name on your content. Start putting your name on social media. Put your name out. It's a little different than articles. Articles don't really need the name. It could be under the brand. It could just be generic content because Google doesn't care who wrote it. But as you level up, you want to start building your name, okay? You need to set up a website by now the passive nature is going to come because you set up a smart website, one that creates a consistent experience for anyone who wants to solve a problem. If only people would start thinking about this the right way, they could make so much more. If your website is designed to solve a problem, you'll get so many more sales. If your website is to show how good you are, you're not gonna get a lot, right? So all these websites like me, my, this, that, great. But when I come to a site and it says this, 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 and I need that, like I will be zoned in. If it's like so-and-so expert of this, but you know, doesn't clarify the problem they're gonna help me solve today, like even if it's lower on the page, I might be gone already. So having that funnel-driven website where the problem is very clear, the unique selling proposition, very important. The next thing you want to do, start connecting with others like you. They don't have to be influencers, but that would be wise, right? We talked about in a past call to find that intersection of like what you're great at and like where influencers are playing, right? So if you are in a certain industry and all the influencers on YouTube, you should play there. If you're in another industry and all the influencers on Twitter, you should also play there. You know, you need to think about like, where do people play and what is the potential shareability? You're seeing a lot on Instagram, people will tag famous people, try to get them interested, try to get them to share. Connecting is going to be a very important part of your long-term strategy. Remember, this is the long-term strategy, right? In a short term, you don't really need a mission, right? You can get away with just an objective. But a mission means 10 years. I'm willing to do this. And that's the thing. When you say this is for the long term, and let's say you're 27 right now. Let's say you're gonna play this till 37. Can I make it to $100 a day by then? Absolutely. You can make it in under two years. One year, $100 a day with no experience, probably not. 
you have to go through too many trial and error. But man, if you're in the long game and you write one article a week, in 10 years, you'll have 500 articles. If you wrote one ebook a year, you'd have you know 10 ebooks. If you made two videos a month, you'd have 250 videos. You would be an authority by then, right? And that's kind of where you're headed. If you, if you want to play the long game, become an authority in something, like become the best person, become the most educated person, that's going to be just why not? Because I think Daniel was saying it, when you want to multiply yourself, you know, if you're going and thinking like that, well, you'd want to multiply yourself after you can make yourself as strong as possible, after you can make yourself as, you know, wise as possible. What else we got here? You're going to start talking more about what you do to everyone. You must do it. If you keep talking about the same bullshit, they're not going to make the, the knowledge that that's you. And what happens is when you start talking about what you do and what you're passionate about, people remember you. People will put you in the right direction. Always tell people your goals. Always say your goals because that's the only way someone will be like, ah, I can help Rich with this goal. It's so critical. You got to talk about what you do all the time. Of course, within reason, okay? Everything is within reason, right? I mean, no doubt about that, but it would be foolish if you're playing the long game not to be dropping seeds wherever you can. This is your livelihood, right? You gotta write an ebook. You gotta do it. It's gotta be done, you know? Whether you get someone to help you, they can interview you and they can write it for you. I've done that for my clients. Someone's doing that for me right now. Or you can write it yourself. Here's what I want you to know about eBooks. They're very easy, right? They're an extended lead magnet that proclaim your authority in an area. And an eBook is not a book. It's a much different experience. It can be much shorter. It again should be problem solving. Most books are heavily marketed as really just a phrase or two, like four hour work week. Like it didn't really solve a very specific problem. It gave you conceptual knowledge about how to potentially apply it. The books and eBooks are very different, but I would never tell someone to write a book. I, I don't think most people have it in them to write a book. I think it's too long, but even books are changing. And I think because of the eBook, because of the Kindle reader, because of the crossover in the two worlds, books are becoming shorter and shorter. Books are becoming more audio driven. So what's happening is a sort of evolution of reading. But still, for six letters of authority or author, you must write something. And if you've been in the game and you did step one through eight, you are absolutely ready to put what you know in an ebook. In fact, whatever your interest is, whatever the number one interest is you have it right now, I dare you to go write an ebook in less than 10 days. Just make it 26 pages, 32 pages. Write down the topics that you think are important. Write a blog post for each topic. An ebook is really just a group of blog posts. Because we're in a digital experience, don't think of blog posts as having any sort of constraint. Don't think of ebook as having any sort of constraint. What it is, is multiple blog posts in a series leading up to solving something. This is a guaranteed success. If you do this and you start talking about this and you have articles and videos that can all link to your ebook, you will naturally grow an email list. You will naturally learn what people like. You will be on the way to selling on top of that. All of this comes in the long game before you even make an offer. Because in the long game, the early offer is incorrect. The late offer is, this, is the idea.
right? The longer you can withhold from selling, the better reputation you'll have and the better it will be when you finally go for it. And then I put offer a service. Um, and that speaks to really Kevin's strategy. It is still the right thing to do that if you're going to do all this expertise and authority creation, there's some level of service within this all, right? And then you design a product. 11 steps. Design a product could be digital, should be digital, Informa information, education, could be entertaining, could be a hard good. You could start a Shopify store, absolutely. Especially if your authority is about something that comes with a physical item. One of my, uh, actually, I don't bother with that. You get what I'm saying, okay? So you, you could be selling like, um, you could even be giving financial advice and selling wallets because they kind of go hand in hand. You could add a product that is contextual to what you do and you could put your brand on it and people might feel cool having your brand with them if you speak to something valuable, right? Ooh, 12, sell advertising on your content, right? You built all these ads, you articles, you made all these videos. Maybe you wanna take some money for all that traffic because by now the ball has been rolling. We're three years in, right? You've done a hundred videos. You've done 60 articles. You wrote three eBooks. Do you want to put someone's link on there? It's up to you. When we're talking about $100 a day, if you built all this, you can absolutely get someone to pay you $3,000 a month for this. Sponsor you. I have a feeling within 12 months, I'll have a sponsor. I don't know. I just have a feeling. I feel someone's going to reach to me soon. Why not? As long as they're in alignment with you and your guy, right? Hope you like this episode, guys. If you're interested in the Rich and Niche Academy membership, go on over to richandniche.com slash academy. I've got a video on that page, explains what it's all about. It's really an incubator for freelance marketers and freelancers in general. We have all of the great learning and executional components you need to really make progress with your goals. So check it out, richandniche.com slash academy. Love to see you inside. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, visit us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, everywhere else on the internet, basically. Uh, Rich and Niche is becoming omnipresent, and uh, we have a lot to accomplish in the near future. So we'll see you next time.